It's Marketing Minute Time here on The Writer's Way. Quick marketing ideas for children's authors in 2020, hosted by fellow children's author, Lori Wright. Hey, writers, welcome back to our Marketing Minutes here on The Writer's Way podcast. Yesterday, we talked about building communities and why you ought to because people need to feel connected, especially now, but really we always do, but especially now. I gave you some ideas of where you could build your community. So Facebook on pages or on groups, um, other social media platforms like Instagram, LinkedIn. I I don't know about Twitter. Twitter's not my place, not my jam. So you're going to have to ask somebody else if you want to build your community on Twitter. I don't know. Is it a good idea? Is it not a good idea? You let me know. Um, anyway, or your email list, or maybe you're even already a blogger. And so you could just keep doing that, but maybe a little bit more intentionally. Today, let's talk about um, logistics for when you go ahead and create your community or logistics moving forward um, as as you do this, okay? And I wanted to mention, I'm worried I'm going to forget it, so I'm going to say it right now. As I go through this week, I'm going to be using some particular book niches uh, as examples and giving you ideas of content you can share and, and things you can talk about with your community. So if you have a certain or particular content niche, let's say, like, so what always comes to my mind is science books and nature books. Maybe I just find them really easy. That's not what I write. I write um, books about emotions and feelings usually and mindfulness. But if you have a certain topic of all your books and you want me to give you examples for that, just leave a comment or write to me and let me know. Okay. Because otherwise I'll probably be using all nature and science type books and unicorns. Unicorns really come to mind. Okay, so um, as I as I talk about these things, I'm sort of addressing people who are starting building this community from scratch, like they don't already do it. If you already do it, just keep doing what you're doing, but a little more intentionally. So if you're already a blogger, please keep doing that, <laughs> okay? So logistically, first of all, what you have to think before you, maybe even before you pick a platform, because these are all things, remember, I asked you to think about, and then maybe on the weekend, put your plans um, a little more into action, solidify them a little bit more, um, start moving forward on things. But until the weekend, just start ruminating, just think about things. Okay, so what will the purpose be? So here's where I'm going to talk about your nature books. So if you write nature books. Um, is the purpose going to be sharing about nature, you know, maybe parents and teachers sharing about nature to share their love? Okay, let me, let me fix that. Let's talk first about who, who we're going to target, who are the types of people we want in our community. So do you want teachers and parents? Probably teachers, parents, grandparents, pretty much always, right? If your book really is about, you know, um, emotions or feelings or something like that, then perhaps you're going to widen that group to counselors as well. But uh, we want parents, teachers, let's just say parents, teachers, grandparents, if your book is a nature-based book, do you only want the parents, teachers, grandparents who love nature already? Because if you do, you need to speak to that, right? Do you want teachers, parents, grandparents who maybe are not that adept or not that, um, and maybe they don't enjoy nature themselves, but they really see the benefit of it for their children. And so they're trying to do better for the sake of the children. So again, you will be speaking to those people specifically if you can target them. 
my guess is it's going to be parents who are aware of the benefits of nature, uh, aware of kids getting outside and exploring, or maybe it's about busting boredom. Maybe it's about uh, unplugging. So identify the who, like who will be in your group. And really, you know, I've seen a lot of authors this past week, they are building a community of actual children. So one of our marketing issues in the past as children's authors is that we only market to the adults because they're the ones with the money. They're the ones who buy the books. Now, you you still are targeting adults, of course, but maybe you're asking the adults to get the children into your sphere. So maybe you will do a Facebook group. Maybe you'll do a podcast. That would work. Um, maybe you'll do YouTube videos. Those are other places you can create community, just like what I'm doing right now with you. But you can ask the parents to bring the children in and then leave it up mostly to the children. So these are decisions you should make. Who is your your primary audience? So always we'll have to target the adults, but are you going to continue targeting the adults or is it going to be more geared towards children? So that, you know, it... Um, it matters to how you phrase things. It matters to the language you use, the, the the words, the vocabulary, all that kind of stuff. It matters depending on who you are targeting. Okay, so um, you also want to make the value or the benefit of your place, your community, your group, your YouTube channel, your podcast, your email list, etc. You want to make the value of it really, really clear. So the purpose is really clear. The who should be in it really clear. The value really clear. So for example, let's say <laughs> nature books. <laughs> uh, this group, and this would be in your, your explanation of wherever it is, your newsletter, your YouTube channel, your whatever, this whatever, this community. This community is for parents, teachers, and grandparents who love nature, and they are desperate to share their love of nature with children. Or this community is for adults who see the benefit of being outside and unplugging and are looking for ideas to help the children in their lives unplug and get outside. Okay, can you see the slight difference in messaging there? Or this group is for caregivers. So here I'm thinking um, day homes, daycares, because some of them are still open. Uh, day daycare workers who love nature, who love getting the kids outside, but maybe their ability to do so is currently limited. And so you're going to provide interesting, unique ideas for bringing nature inside, let's say. As you are working to um, establish this community and establish, you know, the parameters that you're going to be uh, working within, I want you to consider that people are somewhat selfish even now when we have so much time on our hands, uh, theoretically. I don't know about you, but I don't. I have three kids at home with all very different needs. So I do not have more time than I used to. Um, and I worked from home before. So, so so none of this is really new except the kids are here. So I have less time. I'm selfish with my time is the point that I'm trying to make. I'm really selfish with my time. So I will only give my time and energy and attention to something that I really want or I really need. So as you work on your messaging and your positioning and what your group is going to um, target and who it's going to be for, be really clear about what you, what the benefit will be. Be really clear about the objective and be really clear about the value that your group is offering. So even if somebody is selfish with their time, if what you are offering is something they really want or something they really need, 
They will make the time to come to your community, hopefully daily, eventually daily, uh, and interact and engage and be there and learn from you, grow from you, have a laugh with you, whatever it is you're going to do. Um, they will make the space for you if it's something they know they want or they need. So you have to be really clear about that, okay? Uh, something else to think about before I move on to the quick action tip is name your community, name your people. And so what I mean by that, let's say you have a book about fireflies. Your group is not going to be limited to fireflies, or maybe it is, but you can call them your fireflies. You can name your people so that they feel even more connected to you. This is a highly used technique in all of you know the online space. Everybody who has a group or a membership or whatever, they all have names for things. So... Um, I'm thinking uh, right now I'm, I'm listening. My example is going to be someone out of the box. I've been working out. Yay me. Yay. I've been working out uh, for the first time in a couple of months because I really slacked off there for a while and I couldn't do what I used to do, which was really a lot more um, demanding. And so now I'm doing a workout series off of YouTube for women over 50. Uh, I'm really enjoying it actually because it's like 20 minutes. She's very upbeat. She does talk a lot. I'll give you that. Um, but I've noticed a difference in just 10 days and how I feel in my energy and my body even. So anyway, it's called Paula B Fitness. Paula is P-A-H-L-A in case you are also not over 50, but feeling like you need let the over 50 type of help. Um, anyway, she calls, she calls them her killer bees. So she, she uses Paula B, just a B. She's got decorations in her background because there's videos on YouTube that are bees and the letter B and a little honeycomb. And she calls her people the killer bees. So there's tons of examples. I just didn't prepare any, so I don't have them at the top of my head. But there's tons of examples that you can use to name your community. And just trust me when I say this, we'll bring the community closer together. Okay, quick, fast, actionable tip that should have been at the beginning of this episode, but I forgot, is go ahead and update your book description to reflect our current pandemic-type situation, if you can, if it's relevant, if it matters. So, for example, I make some direct references in my book, I Can Handle It. I talk about um, this book will help your child handle, you know, being separated from their friends, having to leave school. I can't remember exactly what I used, but it was along those lines. I referenced our current state of the world. I didn't reference coronavirus specifically because um, if I forget to change the book description when this is sort of over, whenever that will be, uh, I didn't want it to be irrelevant at that point. So I referenced the situations that children are going through currently. Um, and in that way, people will read it and go, oh, yes, she's, this book will help me with this current situation because it's the language, right? Oh, my kids really are sad because they're missing their friends. They really are um, sad that school is, is canceled or, you know, so different now anyway. So that is the quick actionable tip for today. Sorry it came at the end, but update your book description. In case you don't know this already, update it in your KDP dashboard, not on Author Central, because if you update it on the KDP dashboard, then you're updating all of the Amazon stores, not just Amazon.us. That's not right. Amazon.com. Um, so update on your KDP dash. If you only do Advantage, um, probably you're updating an Advantage, Seller Central, same thing. If you only do Ingram Spark, I'm really not familiar with that dashboard or that back end, so you'll have to figure that one out for yourself. But that is today's tip. 
Please do share this with your other author friends because it helps me to help more people, which you know I am super passionate about. I just can't stop doing it, but it makes it so much better when there's more than one person listening, when I get to help more than one person. So goodbye, my friends. Thank you so much for listening today, and I'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.